Adam, when it comes to uh, donating your blood, you've been sort of a, a frequent flyer, you might say. How many times in your life have you donated blood? I gave last week for the 27th time. What got you motivated to, to start out doing this? So the first time that I gave blood was back in high school, and I can recall a local blood center coming in and um, doing a blood drive. And at the time, I thought it was something uh, neat. Of course, I had never done it before. And so I would um, give it to high school there. And, you know, I was probably suckered in by the prospect of a cookie or a donut or something silly like that. Um, and then yeah, I went out of state, so I grew up in the state of Wisconsin and went to uh, a Christian school in Ohio for college. And a uh, similar thing where the local community blood center would come into the university and set up for an afternoon, and I continued to, uh, to give there. And then when I graduated in 2010, uh, I got hired on by a company where they were hosting blood drives on a regular basis. And so the same fashion, it was just very easy for me, and uh, I wanted to be able to give back and to contribute in that way. Now, recently, your blood donations have taken on some type of new meaning. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, my entire life, have given whole blood, which is the process of essentially uh, sticking a needle in and taking blood out. It lasts about 20 minutes. And more recently, I've been giving what's called covalescent plasma. And that's because I tested positive for COVID-19 in mid-August. And so my experience was relatively benign. I lost my sense of taste and smell for a week, but otherwise had no symptoms. And soon after I recovered, I saw a number of emails being pushed out from the local community blood center saying they were in desperate need of this covalescent plasma. And so what the plasma does is it has uh, antibodies. And so when folks come into a hospital setting, they will give them my antibody rich blood to fight off the virus. And so the process of giving covalescent plasma is a little bit different than whole blood. You still get the uncomfortable needle stick, uh, but this process lasts about an hour, and it's a process where they actually take the blood out of you, and they split it into two parts. They keep the plasma, and then they put the other part back into you, um, which is, again, just a little bit of an interesting curve to a traditional whole blood process. Is there any indication of how many people you may have helped so far? Yeah, so I um, happen to be a big guy. I'm six foot five and 200 pounds. And so they take uh, covalescent plasma out of you based on how big of a person you are. And so I just happen to be in their largest uh, sector for giving. So every time that I give, uh, I'm able to help four people. And I've given four covalescent plasma donations so far. Uh, so I've helped 16 people, and the last time that I was in there, they gave me some statistics on how soon my blood was being sent out to hospitals, and uh, typically my blood is sent out within 24 hours, and they said that I've uh, sent blood to seven different hospitals in the greater Dayton area so far, which is kind of a cool stat. How does it make you feel knowing that you may help someone fight off a, a potentially deadly disease? 
Oh, it certainly is an uplifting um, experience. I think, you know, I was very fortunate and blessed to have a relatively benign experience, but I know that certainly anyone that's in a hospital setting uh, is struggling more than I was. And so if I'm able uh, to help by sitting down and taking a needle prick in a chair for an hour, you know, I'm certainly willing to, to do that and to help out my local community. And word has it you're fond of some of the snacks? It is, yes. So, you know, like I said, uh, many years ago I was uh, lured in on the uh, premise that there'd be cookies and donuts, and my local community blood center still has cookies. There's no donuts, um, but it is a, a, a pretty good spread. And it's been fun to uh, go several times now in a row because you've got to meet some of the workers and develop a little bit of a rapport with them. And so I'll sit down and eat a cookie afterwards and just have a conversation with folks, which has been fun. So for people listening, how would you, would you recommend to them that they should, you know, consider, pray about, think about, check out about being a donor? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, um, you know, someone's own decision and experience, but um, I think, you know, a number of folks are probably scared off by the prospect of getting pricked by a needle um, it's like getting, uh, getting a bee sting or something like that. But uh, if you are able to uh, give any sort of blood, whether that's whole blood or covalescent plasma, there's always a need. Um, so one of the things I've told folks is, you know, even though we are staying at home in this current season and folks are not traveling as much, uh, there are still people in uh, auto accidents and there are still people being admitted to hospitals that are in need of blood. So I know not just in my local area of Dayton, Ohio, but across the country, there are shortages of blood. And certainly anyone that has uh, tested positive and recovered, I would encourage them to consider giving covalescent plasma uh, so that together we can get through this better. All right. Adam, I thank you very much for sharing with us. It's been a pleasure, Rich. I appreciate it.